You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to episode 23 of That's Awesome with Joe. I'm Joe. I'm here with Josh as usual after taking a week off. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? As always, I'm good as well. Uh, we are recording this on today's the fourth, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know, man. My head's just elsewhere. Um, I've been avoiding intentionally... Uh, a lot of the election stuff just because it is stressful. I, I really honestly looked really quick this morning just to see like what was going on. It's exactly what I thought is that we don't know anything. So uh, I am trying to, you know, remain centered and calm and focused on other stuff while this is happening. And then just because I don't really see a point in worrying about it until there's nothing I can really do at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think everyone else is kind of doing the same thing, at least in my circles right now. So that's where I'm at today. But I uh, wanted to talk about a few things before we get started. Um, we had our – Ice Nine Kills had our, our live stream uh, this past week, and I it was really, really fun. Um for those of you that did not get to see it, um, essentially we did a little bit different than what most people were doing. We we used a pre-recorded uh, show that we recorded, and what was it? November 29th at the Worcester Palladium. Um, we had recorded and filmed that whole set, and then we intertwined a whole kind of mo- movie storyline in with it, and we all got killed in it. And there's still fake blood in my bathroom from it uh josh you got a chance to watch right yeah yeah uh what did you think it was cool yeah i think i we wanted to do something a little bit different than what a lot of the other live streams were doing so it was like all pre-recorded um and i don't know we didn't really want to hide that or anything because we wanted it to be more about like the movie and everything we had bill mosley who was um, Chop Top, Uh, for those of you that follow your horror movies, House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, What were the other ones he was in? Why can't I think of them? 
How the House of a Thousand Corpses, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, there's one other one that is totally slipping my mind. It's like my favorite one that he's in. But yeah, so that was a really cool experience. And and thank you for everyone that participated and checked in there and everything. It was really, really awesome. So yeah, fun stuff. Um, we're also, Josh, myself, and I have actually brought another person on board who's working with us, which who I'll have on here at some point. His name's Nick, and he's doing a lot of our photo and video stuff at the moment. Um, so we're going to be producing our own content for YouTube soon and uh, for other stuff that we're going to uh, work with our network on and all that kind of stuff. So we've been busy as hell, and it's killing me that I can't show anyone what we've been doing, but soon enough, you'll see. Um, Josh, you were not present during this week's interview, um, so you haven't heard it yet, right? No. Okay, cool. Um, today we interviewed, or I interviewed Andy Sizek, and I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm sorry if it's wrong. Um, this was a really cool one for me because I met Andy years ago, uh, when he was singing for a band called Wander, uh, and when I was booking a band called Macari. So Wander ended up jumping on tour with Macari, and that's how I met him. And since then, I've been following his career closely because he is incredibly talented, and you can just see his personal musical career just kind of skyrocketed in the last few years. So it's been really, really cool to watch, really great to reconnect, and um, cool to kind of filling the gaps in the storyline that I knew with Andy. Uh, but Andy is currently the singer of Monuments, uh, also the singer of Macari, and he also runs his own YouTube channel as well, which has plenty of covers and stuff like that on. So definitely check out his stuff. Uh, we're doing this episode today in promotion of Macari's new EP that actually comes out this week. So make sure you uh, take a listen to Macari and... Um, check out that new stuff that's dropping. So I'm really excited about it personally, but, um, Josh, anything you want to add before we kick it over? No, I think I'm good. Cool. All right. Let's send it over to Andy. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, so listen, I figured maybe I'd start off with um, kind of explaining my introduction to you, uh, at least as far as, um, you know, your presence in the industry and in the music scene and stuff, sure. uh, just to give listeners a little background. But I feel like it also kind of lines up perfectly when with when things started really going for you and, and uh you know, your name's kind of just been popping up constantly over the past few years since then. So um, 
my first intro to you was actually when I was booking or just starting to work with a band that you are now in called Macari. Okay. Right. Yeah. And um, I. At the time, they were working with a different singer, and and I believe your band Wander was the opening band on that tour. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right, right. And it was just like a short little run, uh, two band bill. Mm-hmm. And I remember Eric showing me uh, Wander, and I was like, "Whoa, this band's pretty fucking cool." And this dude has like, <laughs> it's like some serious talent. And then I went down, as I think many other people have, uh, the Andy Sizek YouTube hole. Oh yeah. Uh, right. And, and <laughs> sure. that's kind of I where so. I got in, you know, like really introduced to you, cool. um, you not personally, but just like, you know, kind of your musical influences and, and your talent and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. then it was really cool to see you actually join a band that I was really passionate about as well, which was Macari. Hell yeah. And since then, which we'll get into have, you've done some other stuff as well. So right. Um, that's kind of how I discovered you, but I feel like it might be a cool space to start into just how you kind of started even doing that YouTube stuff and, in in joining Wander and everything. Uh, yeah, man. Um, my story is, I guess the, the typical story of, I was a teenager who wanted to play in rock bands and I was doing talent shows and shit like that. Um, I was in a bunch of little, you know, local bands, pop punk bands and stuff and did some small tours when I was super young. Um, and, uh, through that scene was, was how I, I came to know the guys in Wander. Um, I've actually known those dudes longer than I can even remember. Um, mm. cause we've been doing it for so long, but we were in other bands together that became Wander. Um, and it was kind of just for fun. Uh, it started out as a fun thing, but, mm-hmm. um, as we worked through the album and I was getting into production, um, I had gone to trade school for recording and stuff. Uh, so I was doing our production and I, I started to realize, Hey, I can record myself and, and get it done, you know, uh, get myself out there without having to go through a middleman to do production. Um, and I wasn't great at it, but it was like, you know, I think my mediocre skills are, are somewhat of a jumping off point. So, um, I mean, there's, you only need to pass a certain threshold. You don't have to be right. Especially starting out, you can't expect to be perfect. You have to have those first few like crappy videos. Um, and I had like a pretty teeny little YouTube account that I would sometimes put like acoustic covers up. Um, but then I did, I did this one dance Gavin dance vocal cover of, uh, on the run. I think it was, that was like the first Mm -hmm. one I really took kind of seriously. Um, and yeah, that, that one got a pretty good response. So I did another one, uh, and another one and and those started to grow. Did you already have kind of like subscribers built in at this point, or were I they had just like kind of a, naturally a growing? small amount? Like, like basically when I was 17, 18, I started my YouTube channel and, and was just doing like, like Johnny Craig, Never Shout, Never mm-hmm. Man Overboard, acoustic covers, shit like that. Um, and just when you could add friends on YouTube, I would add everybody I knew. I didn't even know you could do that. It was like a social network kind of, but anyway, that was like ages and ages ago. So I had somewhat of a something of a following, I guess, from that that shit. See your videos. Yeah, but it it was really nothing serious. Um, until I started doing these little cover videos, and then it was like some traction. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think it was the Sumerian, uh, like songwriting audition thing that I did that really got 
my name out there on YouTube. Yeah. I think that was like I actually ripped that song off of YouTube when it came out. Oh hell yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate love that. that. It's fantastic. I'm glad you liked it. Um let's talk about that a little bit too, because I feel like that was kind of pivotal, right? Yeah, man. Um that was uh just something I did on a whim. I saw they were having it and it looked cool. And uh I did mine late. Like I submitted mine pretty late and I didn't think any anything of it i i wrote the song kind of fast i was just feeling it it felt right um and it's it's really well written like thank you man it just flows so well i really appreciate that uh yeah i I don't know what came over me it just kind of popped out and um the the thing kind of took off like people really liked it i think the fact that everyone had an eye on this competition and were constantly searching like sumerian vocal audition seeing who was right you know, and it who were the so like, mysterious yeah yeah who was in the band exactly that right. just got a lot of people watching it and it was just a serendipitous opportunity that ended up uh really jump-starting my quote-unquote career yeah uh, and and yeah it's it's led led the way for a lot of opportunities for sure um what ended up happening really. with that I'll be honest, I kind of lost interest yeah, yeah. in it after. <laughs> um, well, they ended up being a band called InMotive. Um, oh, I uh, had no idea. Yeah, yeah, InMotive they were it. called. It had um, somebody from the Born of Osiris camp, mm-hmm. and uh singer's name was Devin Barris. I don't think he stayed in the band super long because um, he, he made an announcement that he quit at some point. And I don't know, I think they're just kind of defunct. I haven't heard much huh. about that project, so... Uh, yeah. Maybe they made the wrong choice. Well, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I can't say that. I know that. you like, can't say that. <laughs> and it's not, it's not just that. Like, obviously, Devin is sick, but, um, yeah. I think I just uploaded my shit too late. I was told by two insider people that they had already chosen a winner before I had even, Got like, it. they already contacted him. I don't know if that's, like, for sure true, but that's what I heard because I was pretty late to the game. And mm-hmm. who's to say who would have won? You know, right. but it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it doesn't. I mean, that Devin video... has his own thing. I've got my own thing, and right. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so cool. What what happened after? Is that about the time that you started talking to Makari too? Um, or you yeah, ended up doing a cover kinda. of a video of theirs, right? Um, well, yeah. So basically, I what? How did this? I'm trying to think of the order of, of operations. I think the Sumerian video might have been out already. Um, for a bit, and maybe Macari's manager think- like hit me up and was like, "You want to do mm-hmm. a tour with this band?" And I was like, "Oh well, I love Macari. Uh, I was a big fan of them and their singer um, at the time, Spencer, mm-hmm. yeah. who had been in Decoder, who I was a huge fan of as well." Right, right. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it. Tour with them? Are you kidding me?" Um, and and I guess that we just got acquainted that way. It was like some sort of manager type thing and i guess they've been made aware of me um and so yeah we did the tour and we vibed and i guess they were impressed by my i remember how it happened how you guys ended up on that tour actually oh oh do you i think it was me were you the one that (laughs) that made this connection i think it might be really because i remember were you working (laughs) with was it greg yeah so greg was managing macari that's right uh yes. and and wander was on we are triumphant which that's is what it, that's label. what it was that's what it was so, and greg had asked me to 
put you guys on with that. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. that's what it was. Yep. So wait, did you book that tour? I did. You booked that? Oh, it's starting to come back to me. Yeah, yeah, we actually met at one of those shows, right? Yeah, we met very briefly oh, in yeah. New Hampshire, I think. That tour, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I guess, I guess that was, uh, you know, it started something we had no idea was coming because uh, once Spencer left, um, they had been stoked on my performances at on that tour, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Eric called me and told me like they needed a singer and um yeah at first i was like i don't know man you guys are you live in florida and i live in maryland and like at this point was was wander like being more serious than just kind of like something that's the thing man like even on that wander tour i had to hire two fill-ins for the for the tour because like two of our main guys just weren't about touring they didn't want to do it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i like really pushed for that tour to happen in the first place um wander's kind of always been more of a studio thing gotcha. uh collectively so yeah i was looking for something to do i wanted to keep touring and i didn't think it was going to happen with wander um i had been involved in something else at the time too there was like another potential band i was in for like a year that didn't end up working out Okay. Basically, I was just at a crossroads. Um, but when I went to record Control with them and with Andrew Wade, it felt so right, and um, the chemistry was really good. And yeah, it felt like I was ready for the challenge. So, um, yeah, it's a great fit. Yeah, man. Th- thank you. Yeah, and in being, you know, I've I've been a fan of Macari since. Oh man, for a very, very long time since like I want to say like 2011. 2012. So you're you're the the OG fan. I'm a lifer. Like, like uh, yeah, ghost stories and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I think it was actually my old band that. I mean, we took them out on a Florida regional tour. What was that? C- I, conditions or concepts or my band? Yeah, what band was? Oh this? no, it was even before that. It was called the Venetia Fair. Oh, the Venetia Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely heard that name yeah. a bunch back so in the we day. we ended up taking Macari out a long time ago. And that's like, I, I, I think I found them on like MySpace and we ended up talking yeah. to MySpace or something. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. Right? It's insane. So I'm super stoked that, you know, you're with those dudes and that connection. I remember when it happened, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking tight. So <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, um, dude. So <laughs> what was that show that we met at? Do you remember what city that was? Um, it was either in Mass or New Hampshire. So I wouldn't have gone outside of there yeah so dude dude okay i remember this we were we were standing at the merch table um like kind of side by side just having like a sort of casual conversation and we had just wander had to change our name from from wander to like wander basically like we had to take the a right, and reverse v. it to a v and we were telling you about it. We, were, we were like dude yeah we were mid-tour and right about to put it on an album and then this other band came through and like you know took our page down and you know, we had to change our name. It was this whole thing, man. It was really messed up. And you just looked at me and you were like, you guys are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude, he's right. Oh, we kind of no. were. I mean, that was the last Wander tour that ever happened. Oh, damn. But, I hope I didn't influence that. <laughs> well, honestly, man, like, 
it was a segue into like what I'm doing now with Makari. So everything worked out the way it was supposed to. And truth be told, like Wander wasn't really like going to be a touring band at any right. point. You um, knew it was. I just guy. remember that. That was pretty funny. I was like, God damn it. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> damn. I hate, I'm sorry. I was so pessimistic. Off the <laughs> dude, dude, I, I, I gave you the, the most pessimistic story. So it was kind of <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, right, well, um, let's move on. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you end up joining Makari and then walk me through. See, this is where I kind of, you know, I know the major milestones, but I was less involved with the band at this point. So right. I don't know, you know, the steps that were taken. Um, so like w- from which time period are we talking here? Well, let's just say like when by the time you joined the band, it was I was kind of on my way out of being of working in the the music business side uh, of the yes industry, yes know? so i would i still like follow the bands and everything and now me being uh playing in a band in the in the scene again i'm yeah. more in touch with what's going on and everything but the last four years or so have been kind of you know lots of blank pages okay yeah um so you just want me to fill you in sort of from from then to now yeah yeah all right well basically we had uh, a couple like starter tours and stuff like little runs, weekenders, nothing too crazy. Um, testing the limits. Uh, we recorded Hyper Real, you know, our, our full yeah. length album. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an amazing experience. I had never had such a legit recording experience in the Andrew Wade stuff. It was all fantastic. Yeah, um, I haven't visited his studio, but it, it looks really comfy. It's nice. really great. And he is really great to work with. Yeah. Um, and I think he helped us focus our sound and, and our identity as a band, especially now uh, with the, the new EP that's coming out. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we toured on that album for a while. We did three tours with Kurt Travis, um, which were awesome for us and kind of right up our You guys weren't backing him up on those, were you? Actually, um, no, it was Televangelist. Um, no, I knew there was one of the bands. Yeah, was. it was Televangelist, and it was then it was also like just uh, – a bunch of people from different bands did did Got one it. too, um, but yeah, those are really great. Uh, we toured with Calling All Captains, um, mm-hmm. our, our friends from Canada, which was cool. Uh, we did uh, Slaves and Picturesque. Um, yeah, just a bunch of fun little tours. Right. Um, trying to build something, and uh, gradually we started to see things pick up, and. Um, then we, yeah. we self-produced the acoustic EP. Uh, that sounds great. Did you produce that? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That sounds Indeed. awesome. Yeah, that was um, all recorded and, and mixed at, in, uh, at our place in Tampa when I lived with Eric and Jay for, for a couple years. Great. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, we got it all done there. And that was our to fulfill our, our final obligation with In Vogue Records. So after mm-hmm. that, we became independent. Um, and now here we are. Yeah, we, we've got a new EP uh, on the way. Uh, I guess this this week it's dropping. Right, yeah. Um, pretty damn soon. So, uh, yeah, th- there it is. There's the the crux of the short, I guess. Are you, um, are you excited about being independent now, or are you kind of, like, looking for that next thing? Oh, yeah, incredibly excited about yeah, being independent. Super liberating. I'm not right? super into labels or the right. idea of labels. And without getting too into it, um, I, I wasn't a part of the decision to sign to IVR because I wasn't in the band yet. So it just kind of, I inherited that, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to call it. And, um, 
Yeah, it's good to be, I think, in this day and age, and the way the band operates, we, um, we're we better off independent right now. Yeah. Uh, and and we're just funny. looking... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's, it's just funny how... I always feel like I hear a lot of bands say, yeah, we're super excited to be independent. And it's always so like the idea of it is like super liberating. But I always think about how, well, I guess it's easy to say that when you've had the experience of being signed. Yeah. I mean, let me put it this way. Like, I'm not saying that all label experiences are bad ones. Well, even Um, if they are, though. You know, like you learn a lot from those experiences. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. But but I think you also learn about what you can you can learn about what you can get out of labels, and you you also learn about what you can get done by yourself. Right. And it was like a crash course for us. Um, and now we have the tools we need to move forward without one. So I think it's not that the whole experience of being a la- on a label is, you know, all for naught, but um the lessons that we learned are, are super valuable to us moving forward. Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, you know, cause with my band, my old band, again, the Venetia fair, we spent so much time on an indie label. And by the time we had gotten off, we were like, I don't ever want to talk to anyone else from a label ever again. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know? that's really how it is. We're just happy that we're still alive and we're still right. a band. And, and But now I think back on it, I'm like, what if I hadn't signed with that label, I probably wouldn't have had the courage to like drop out of school and go tour and like learn all the things that I I didn't know I could do on my own. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you'll I, never I think know of it as like stepping stone. Yeah. Right, right. Right. I mean, I, I could sit here and focus on all the negatives or I could focus on uh, what I'm going to do with the lessons that I learned moving forward and uh, how I can make the next thing even greater than the last thing. Right, right. All right, so let's go. Let me bounce back a little bit here. Too, yeah, yeah. This is something I'm curious about. Um, so at this point, you know, well, actually, let's move forward too. I, I want to go to to monuments now. Okay. So this is something I'll, I'll be honest with you. My introduction to monuments was you joining monuments. Oh wow, that's like that's when wild. I saw that you joined. That's when I went and and listened to it. So I have okay, honestly, only heard a few songs here and there. Yeah. Um, so I'm not like super, super, I, I don't know a ton about the bands here. You might have to fill me in a little bit, but no yeah, worries. how did that end up happening? Um, well, I've always been like really active and, and into the, the metal scene. Um, and I love what I'm doing with Macari and Wander, but, but my heart still lies in heavy music and it's kind of mm-hmm. always been a dream of mine, a front metal band. Um, so I guess through the Sumerian thing, maybe, and a few other online things, uh, their guitar player, Ollie Steele, found me on the internet years back. And we just had this kind of online friendship uh, where we would chat shit. And uh, sometimes he'd send me like solo stuff that maybe he wanted me to write some vocals to. And, you know, nothing ever really came from that, but we developed a friendship. Um, and... Uh, he had filled me in on some issues that they were having with their vocalist for a while and things were just kind of hot and cold. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I kept an eye on the situation and I think they were keeping an eye on me. You know what I mean? Um, They knew. So you kind of had like an inside scoop. Yeah. It was like, 
there was a little bit of talks where it's like, hey, if Chris couldn't do a tour, would you be willing to fill in? And that's how it started. And I was like, well, hell yeah, man. And and they were taking a risk last year. Um, I guess a little more than it's been a little more than that because I technically I joined over a year ago. Um, but there was so before that I filled in for tours. So gotcha. Um, let's just call it 2018. Um, and yeah, sure enough, things didn't work out with their vocalist. Um, and they took a risk on me. I'd never fronted a metal band like yeah doing tours and shit i'd only they'd seen my cover of monuments they'd seen my youtube shit got it, got it. my abilities online what um, kind of tours were you doing like when you first started working with them just makari tours you know no no i mean uh the band monuments like who were they oh i'm with? sorry so the first thing they had me out for was uh a south africa run so like Whoa. well ba- first we did like a couple shows <laughs> in 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 the uk which uh-huh. was crazy enough for me because i'd never even been over there um and then yeah we we went out to south africa and that's fucking did crazy. some shows yeah it, it Wait, really when, was when did you go to south africa um that, this was 2019 i god i sh- i really should know this <laughs> um i'm, like, I'm just curious because i'm trying to line it up with me joining ice nine too and right. like when i first went and did all these things at the same time um, i, I, I want to say march i think let's see I guess this was 2019 at this point. Um, they already had they had it lined up. It was like the Frenesis South Africa tour. Um, that that was their latest album. So, but yeah, when things didn't work out with their vocalist, they're like, "Well, we want to do these tours still." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, man?" Like, I was terrified because I had never. It was so many things out of my comfort zone. Yeah, that's a um, lot to be thrown into. But yeah, you know, I just thought to myself like this is what i've always wanted and here it is like this is my chance and um uh all i, I like i said i only knew ollie uh, and i flew out there and we had like uh, like two days of practice and um yeah we just did it that's nuts it, it went was, pretty what pretty was that great. like like just jumping uh, in yeah i was just shitting Europe. myself the whole time i mean <laughs> the thing is we like played i want to say we played like a week of shows in the uk and were you headlining yes all these were were headlining headlining. shows yeah i'm like messing up the the timeline for sure but we had the get the general idea yeah yeah we had the uk shows we had the south africa shows um and there was tech fest somewhere uk tech fest but yeah all these were headliners and i was just like fuck i'm the new guy i got so much to like prove and I was very timid. I didn't want the audience to think I was too right. assuming. Either. And yeah. like, who is this guy? You know, that's so, what I was going to say. Like, what did you do for like banter or like in between? Oh, man. Not much. Super uncomfortable. At first, I did not say much. And I felt like I, one, I wasn't, I was scared. And two, I like wasn't entitled to like right i yeah. wasn't the leader of the band your bounds exactly and and the thing is with monuments none of those guys have ever like had a mic like it's always just been the singer talks and and sings and there's no other mics on stage no other vocal right. mics so they weren't trying to like change that up i was like hey you guys want to have some mics so you can talk it's your band and, and they're just like nah <laughs> like fuck, fuck. <laughs> all right 
Uh, so and I then just you're going on tour in, in, in a foreign country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, the the next tour we did was in India, and and then right after we did a full European thing, um, and I I felt myself getting more comfortable as the tour went on. Where at first I was barely talking to the crowd and telling them to clap or telling them what to do, and then by the end of it, it was like walls of death and walking on people's hands and like just commanding, you yeah, know, I, I grew into it basically. Yeah, it just, uh, great. over time. And they were very welcoming too. Um, I, I just knew that I had a lot big shoes to fill and a lot to prove. And, and I worked my ass off, uh, to, um, to prepare myself. I, I even took lessons from Melissa cross before the oh, big European tour, just so I could make sure I wasn't going to blow my shit out on, on a long tour. It you know, going from 30-minute sets with Makari to, like, 90 minutes of singing and screaming yeah, man, for, I can't for even imagine. like, almost, like, two months or whatever, it was a huge challenge, so. Yeah, I bet. I um, mean, I had a hard enough time doing that on bass, and that's just, like, right. Yeah, music. man, I, I bet it was similar <laughs> for you being well, thrown I'm into sure it was such much a big... harder using your voice. <laughs> sure, yeah, there's, there's definitely a level of stress that comes from vocal maintenance and doing the extreme techniques. I've always been like, I, people keep, have told me before that they would like me to front a band. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I can deal with the pressure or like, like, you know, I, I was talking about this with Spencer, who's our vocalist. I was like, those yeah. nights when you have, like, you can just tell your voice isn't even just even for your own standards, it's not up to par. God, right? I know so. Like, I know that feeling like so well. Going up on stage, and this is me as a backing vocalist too. It's like mortifying. You feel powerless. Like, you, you, yeah. I'm like, I have, have no choice. That I know people are gonna hear, and they're not gonna be good. Yep. Yeah, man, oh. and and it sucks because there's no, you can't you can't really win. Like you can you can go for the note and fuck it up because you know that you can't hit it that day or you can duck down and not do it. And then people are like, what the fuck? You know, like, right. So, yeah. so it's, there's a lot of pressure. Um, that comes with the territory and, uh, you know, I, I guess if, if I want all the, the, the rewards that being a vocalist, uh, comes with, then I have to be willing to accept that I can't party as much and I have to be more disciplined. And, um, I mean, no matter what, there's wear and tear, and it's hard. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I think it would be a disservice for me to not uh, give it everything I have, you know what I mean, in terms right. of um, taking it seriously and, um, you know, not, not chickening out um, when things seem scary. For sure. Well, you know what the other thing is, though, dude, and, and and I think this is pretty apparent to people is that like you can tell that you really enjoy doing it. You yeah. know, like yeah, you can re like even just the fact that you were doing it on YouTube and you like went to school to learn how to record and then right. utilize both of those skills that you had to make you know an opportunity. You made your own opportunity. Well, thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. that. You know what I mean? Like you can tell that it's something you enjoy doing, and you made yourself good at it to get what. Yeah, you yeah, man. Um, people often ask me if I was like born with all the the things that I can do, the the techniques and the range, and like even the charisma. Like, and I can definitely say that I wasn't, and it just took a lot of like 
trial and error and failure and embarrassment and elbow grease and just like, you know, squeezing everything into a diamond over time or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, because I loved it so much because I just knew that it was what I wanted. And um, when I want something, I, I, I'm willing to to put 100% of myself into it. For sure. Yeah. Well, it shows for sure. Th- well, thanks, let's do- man. Let's move to um, like what's coming up. So we know that sure. Macari has. Um, well, let's talk about monuments first, since we're already kind of talking about them. Yeah. What does monuments kind of have planned, especially now that touring is on hold for for? Oh uh, yeah, man. Um, we had a bunch of tours lined up, and now they're not happening, obviously. Um, right. But we we've been in the process of writing a new album, like a full album, and there's lots of riffs and ideas floating around. But um, it's definitely not like that far along. You know, it's there. There's right. a lot of You're things happening in the monuments camp right now. Many people are busy with stuff. Um, we do have a few singles in the works, though. There, there's one being mixed right now. Um, so there should be a new single coming out like fairly soon. Um, I I'd, I'd expect it at the very beginning of the next year. Uh, right and then who knows uh, right now it's kind of uncertain um when we're gonna have that album ready but we're working mm-hmm. on stuff nice so kind of just on hold until that you know you're just kind of working through shit and just seeing how yeah yeah monuments is a band that takes a lot of time to do things and always has been um so it's not uncommon for it to take like three years for a record sometimes with them um gotcha but That's like quality over been. over quantity <laughs> I, th- I think everyone in the band is very uh high standard ocd perfectionist personality so yeah um, you can tell that everyone kind of knows what they want and what they're doing in in, in monuments yeah yeah for sure um, but I, I'll, I can definitely say that that it's being worked on and it's happening so sweet and then uh let's talk about the new album with makari um yeah so you did it with Andrew Wade, right? Yes. And when did you kind of start? How long has this been in the works? Um, actually, we had two of the singles done like so fucking long ago. Like, um, before the acoustic EP was even tracked, we went to Andrew's and did two songs. This was like probably at the end of like twenty eighteen, even. Oh wow! Um, or the beginning of 2019, something like that. Probably around then, uh, we tracked two of the songs that are on the EP, thinking we were just going to put them out as singles or something. Um, and then we were like, "Hold up, let's work out our deal with with IVR first. Um, and you know, we don't know what we're going to do with these songs, um, but let's put them on hold. We cranked out the acoustic EP, and from there, when when our in vogue stuff was like you know finalized and we parted ways um when that was being in the process we started finishing up the ep so we went back to wades and and recorded Mm -hmm. the the rest of them the other three uh and and yeah now now everything sound super crispy and and we're really excited to to put that shit out and when did what day is that out uh that is coming out on the I don't want to mess this up. So, 
Uh, Man, you're, the, you're pretty rough with, with days and time. No, I am. I am. It's the 6th. <laughs> November okay. 6th. Yes. November 6th. Very soon. Sweet. I'm really excited for it. Dates um, are I've a been, problem for Andy. For dude, I'm – well, you know we tried to do this interview twice already, <laughs> so Yeah. One was my fault go. and then there one you was yours. <laughs> so we're we're both batting pretty well, – At least right you now. get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look, Um. so thank you for kind of walking me through that. I know it's a lot of detail and it's – Yeah. It can be, I'm happy I've, to I've noticed talk about it, it. it being challenging for my guests to kind of go through – all those things, but I hope it's it's uh, as fun for you as it is for me. To oh yeah, man! As brain scrambling as it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. still it's a lot of fun. So yeah. I appreciate nice the question. To look back. Oh, of course. Um, but you know how we end every episode uh, of our podcast is kind of going through a couple, one or two um, tour stories that you might have. Sure. Anything is on the table. Um, so I don't know if you had anything prepared or if you need a minute to think of anything, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I looked at the sheet. Uh, I guess I have two funny things, kind of funny. I tell these stories fairly often, but, um, the first one was, uh, a Macari tour, tour story. That was kind of funny. Um, it's just a typical prank type shit of okay. like, we were doing our second tour with Kurt Travis and, um, we were playing one of the last shows or it might've been the last show and, just doing a thing, whatever I was singing. And all of a sudden, I like feel my body being lifted up in the air. Like, like, what the fuck is going on? And um, Kurt and his band like put us all on their shoulders like mid set. And like, <laughs> dude, it just like completely ruined the song. It was so fucked up and bad, but it was really funny. Um, there's like footage somewhere uh, of oh, it that I'm great. trying to find. Um, but it was hilarious and like, like they just clowned on us so. The next tour, we interrupted their set at the, on the last show with this, like, Kevin found a giant check, like, one of those, like... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like a, like you a know charity check? About. Yeah, yeah. And we just wrote, like, a bunch of in-jokes from the tour on it, and, like, um, they were doing their Eternity Forever EP. Right. So it was, like, Eternity Dollars for Kurt and, like, for... <laughs> um, so that's how we got him back. Um, oh, and then good. that's that story's okay, I guess. It's just kind of silly because no, it's, you know why that I like that one though is because um, I like any jokes involving Kurt because when I toured with Kurt when he was in a lot like birds, we I refused to call them a lot like birds, and I would always call him Kurt and the birds oh. every time. <laughs> on stage so it just reminds me of shit like that yeah i just no, like he's, i, li- he's I know his reaction to things yeah you know? he's he's a, a really funny guy and yeah, a, a very that. infectious laugh oh, um yeah. but then i have a actually have a better story than that which was um monuments in madrid uh as our set was beginning i was still in the bathroom peeing and i basically i heard our drummer starting the set uh in my in-ears and i was like fuck so I sprinted through the green room as fast as I could, yanked open this big metal door that I underestimated the weight of, and it comes flying at me and smacks me right in the, the face, right in the head. I'm oh seeing my, stars. Wait, so it, like, came back at you? Dude, it, I just fucked up. I'm a very clumsy fellow. Um, but I was basically just nervous because, like, I was like, oh, shit, we got to go. The, the set's starting, and I became absent-minded Andy just trying to get out there. Um, so I feel this shockwave through my fucking skull dude like my jaw is vibrating from this hit like i smashed myself in the forehead but i go up on stage anyway like well i guess i got a terrible bump halfway through the song i 
touch my head and there's like blood all over my hand. Like, <laughs> so it looked like you just came out like, dude, apparently there was a lot of blood and like Mike, our drummer oh looks at me God. like, what the fuck is going on, man? And we finished the song and we stop and, and it's just like, okay, well that's happening. Like I'm bleeding really bad. Our TM gives me a towel and I just kind of blot it. And I'm like, well, it's fine. Like whatever, let's finish the set. I feel okay. We do finish the set and I am just bleeding all over the place, but it's kind of metal because it's a metal show. So it's all working out. I'm trying out. to find pictures of this right now. Oh, dude, I, I, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I could, I, I, I have some somewhere, but, um, anyway, it kind of was brutal and the fans loved it. Um, oh, I found it. <laughs> you might have found it though, because the, the funny thing is there's pictures of me with blood all over my shirt. That is actually from a different show and at different no, times. I have I you bled on stage. It looks like. You have a bandage on your Okay, forehead. yeah, that's Madrid. There you go. Um, yeah. But basically afterwards, I looked in the mirror and I was like, holy fuck, this is actually huge and I feel concussed. Um, and so I had to go to the hospital and get stitches and I had like a, a concussion from it. Damn. Um, so that night was kind of rough. And then the rest of the tour, I was just like, I looked like Frankenstein and it was gnarly and I had to make dumb jokes uh, <laughs> on stage about it. But anyway, yeah. it, it's a memory that I'll I'll never forget, and I have a scar to remind me, and uh, it's a testament to to my clumsiness, if anything. I have a scar on my face too from a similar. Well, a guitar peg went through my cheek last uh, year. It went through. I had, yeah. <laughs> was it your own guitar? Or was it somebody no, else's? No, it was someone else's. Jesus and, Christ! Uh, it happened on the second song of a ninety-minute set. How and then I, hard must have you been hit for it to go dude, through? Dude, it was it it was pretty bad. It pierced and, but, you. But the thing is, with our band, is that no one, like, if they see blood, they're like, "Oh, it's part of the show." Yeah, that's Ice Nine Kills. Of course. But really, I had a hole in my face. Good like, lord! Like there was a point in the in the show where I pushed it with my tongue and, and it went through. Oh my God, dude. Do you know what I mean? That's it fucking was gross. mortifying. Did, were you like freaking out as you were playing? No, I mean like, was the adrenaline just point, kicking I, in? And it, Well, there was definitely adrenaline, right? Yeah. Cause all it felt like was my whole side of my head went, went like numb. Oh like it was God, warm dude. because it was more so that the cut didn't actually hurt. It was the impact. Oh, that's gnarly. Yeah. That is fucking gnarly. That's like you know? blunt force trauma. Yeah, so I feel your pain with that. Did you get stitches? <laughs> yeah, I think I got how many? I think I got six. Fuck, or seven, dude, I think. that is gnarly. Well, I'm glad you're yeah, okay. I'm glad good. you were able to finish the show, man. That's what it's yeah, all about. Yeah, you too. <laughs> we toughed it out. We we yeah, played through the that's blood. That's what it's, we're we play in metal bands. Yeah, now, you know, it's it's metal as fuck, and that's what it's I. That's big. a joke I made every night afterwards. I'd just be right. like, Yeah, I walked into a metal door. It was it was the most metal thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> they're like, Ah, ha, ha, you, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> hey, thanks for really listening to the banter. Uh, no, it's great. I appreciate great. you, and and it's it's good to e meet you again, man. Um, it's yeah, been a while, and, and uh, I I appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat. Oh, absolutely, me. and 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 I I'm I'm sure we'll see each other in the future. Hopefully, yeah, see yeah, man. Congrats later. on all your success too. With thank Ice you so Nine much. Kills. You too. Likewise, it's really great. Thank you. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out? Any socials or anything like that where people can find you before um, we wrap up? I uh, just just follow me on Instagram or Twitter, Andy Sizik. And uh, I, I have a Twitch now, so if you want to check me out on Twitch, we do some fun shit and live recordings and uh, 
yeah, Makari's got an EP coming out on yep. the 6th of November this month. So keep an What's eye out. What's the name? Uh, the name is called Continuum. All right, Continuum yes. in November 6th. Yeah. Make sure you check it out. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, thank you so much thank again. Thank you. And uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye, man. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.